Well, good morning, everyone. I'm Laura Ellsworth, welcoming you to Prairie Doc Radio. This is a program of the Healing Words Foundation, a 501c3 founded by Dr. Richard Holmes. We are here to answer your medical questions, so give us a call at 605-692-1430. 605-692-1430. With us today is Dr. Andrew Ellsworth, ready to answer your medical questions. Dr. Ellsworth's specialty is family medicine. He works with the Avera Medical Group Brookings and volunteers as part of the Prairie Doc team of physicians. Good morning, Dr. Ellsworth. Good morning, Laura. Thanks for being here with us today. Yeah, it is nice being back in the studio here. We've been doing some call-in shows recently, but decided uh, maybe it'd be okay. They have lots of things in place here to keep everyone safe, so it's good to be back in the studio. um, You bet with you. Well, today we're going to start by talking about blood vessels and the important role they play in our overall health. Dr. Ellsworth, what do our blood vessels do for our bodies? Well, they they give us our blood. I mean, our, we need blood everywhere in our body, so they form this really neat highway system where you, you know you've got your your lungs giving your blood that oxygen it needs and and so your heart pumps that blood to your lungs and it disperses in these little vessels and then those little vessels collect again to form big highways again to get back into the heart again so that it can pump it through the arteries back through to the whole every corner of your body um and then and and then and then in the the veins recollect those that blood that's already that's you know used up some of that oxygen and everything to help and then those form big, bigger highways and bigger veins again to lead back to the heart and complete the, complete the cycle. Gotcha. Well, our topic this week for the Prairie Doc is vascular disease. We're talking about those important vessels. Um, what is vascular disease? Well, a vascular disease would be if something goes wrong with any of those vessels. Um, and so, you know, the most common thing you think of is, would be a, like a blockage. And so if it's a uh, blockage of a vessel in the heart that supplies blood to the heart, um, then it's a, uh, a, 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 you know, like a heart attack, mm-hmm. um, or a myocardial infarction. Um, and then if it's, uh, if it's a blood flow that gets blocked off to the brain, or uh, or bleeds or breaks open in the brain then you've got a stroke and so there where part of the part of the brain isn't getting the oxygen it needs so then it cuts off an area of the brain and depending on where that is you might notice numbness or weakness on one side of the body your arms or legs or slurred speech or trouble speaking or you know any of those symptoms of a stroke um and so um so those would be example of, of when we, what we know when it gets blocked off to the heart with a heart attack and the brain, a stroke, but it could get blocked off to other vessels too. And, and so, but then it's not always as obvious, you know, cause there's any other organ could, could have blood cut, cut off from it. Um, if, if it was for your, uh, a, a limb or a toe, um, if it was a sudden thing, all of a sudden the you know, a a limb turns white or it isn't getting blood flow. It's more rare, but it can happen. And then that's a a critical 
critical limb ischemia, ischemia being not getting blood flow. And so that's a surgical emergency. But a lot of times with the, with the limbs, with their arms, or particularly the legs, really, and feet, um, it can be more gradual thing um, mm-hmm. where it's just, you know, slowly getting uh, blocked off with, uh, with buildup of cholesterol or, or something. And, uh, and that can cause pain, um, but the pain might only come like with exercise, so when when we're, when you're walking, oh, then it, then it starts to hurt. Now, granted, that could be arthritis, that could be any number of things. Maybe it's a neuropathy uh, where you always have pain in your legs or numbness. Um, but if it's if it really only happens with exercise and it's relieved by rest, and then and then worse again with exercise, um, you know, decent chance that could be uh, claudication. And that's when, when pain with, with exercise, because it needs more blood flow when you're exercising. And so if that, and it needs more oxygen, needs more blood flow, and, and, and it can't get it because it's partially blocked. And so that's peripheral artery disease um, where it's getting blocked off some. All right. Well, it's about time for us to go to our first break. So we've had a little introduction here to vascular diseases. Um, If you uh, have a question regarding this or any other medical topic, we encourage you to give us a call at 605-692-1430. We thank you for listening to Prairie Doc Radio on KBRK and on our podcast. And give us a call now at 605-692-1430. 1430 with any medical concerns you would like us to address today. We will return following this informative message from the Avera Medical Group. The grass is growing and that means it's time to mow. Please remember these safety measures to protect your health. Wear goggles, hearing protection, gloves, and long pants. Always wear sturdy closed-toed shoes while mowing the lawn. Do not drink alcohol or use other substances before or while using your lawnmower. Do not remove safety devices or guards on the mower and never insert hands or feet into the mower to remove grass or debris. Parents, teach these safety measures to your children. This safety tip is brought to you by the Avera Medical Group Brookings, 697-9500. Welcome back to Prairie Doc Radio. I'm Laura Ellsworth, and Prairie Doc physician Andrew Ellsworth is here to discuss your medical questions. Give us a call at 605 605- 692-1430. Our Prairie Doc topic this week is looking at vascular diseases. Dr. Ellsworth was just giving us a, a little bit of an overview about how important those vessels are to our body and keeping those healthy. What are the signs of vascular disease that we should watch for, Dr. Ellsworth? Uh, like I said, you know, pain, pain with exercise, uh, uh, pain is, you know, like a, with a heart attack, there, there's pain, chest pain. Um, if, if you have pain, chest pain can also happen um, from an aortic dissection. And so that's a vascular disease where the aorta, the, the largest artery coming right off the heart, um, and that's starting to branch off and supply blood flow to the rest of your body, really, um, if that were to start to, uh, there's three layers of that artery. And, and if some of those, if one of those layers were to start to kind of break off or peel off, it can kind of, the blood flow can start to go between those layers. And then you have a dissection 
And so that can be painful and, and it can be really dangerous if that were to burst open, you know. So so that's where um, chest pain isn't always a heart attack or other things. And we also sometimes have to consider this dissection. And, that's, and, and sometimes that can show up on the x-ray. That's why they're always doing a chest x-ray. Not just, you know, it could, could look for other lung causes of, of chest pain, but, but sometimes that can show up on a CT scan or a chest x-ray. Um, or an ultrasound. So like sometimes people can have a bulging in the aorta where a weakening of the area where it's bulging out like a little balloon off of the aorta. And usually that's from the abdominal aorta once it's branched down to just under the heart to supply the blood to the whole lower half of your body. And uh, people that smoke are at higher risk of that for sure. Um, these things can run in the family. Um, there's there's other risk factors. I mean, as you get older, that can increase your risk. And so that's one where sometimes we'll find it on an ultrasound looking looking for it. So if you, particularly if you have a history of smoking or over age 65, then you should have one of these screening ultrasounds to look for an a abdominal aortic aneurysm to see if this thing is bulging. And if that's the case, maybe we can put something in there or just watch it. Maybe you don't need to do anything, but or sometimes we put something in there to help keep it from bulging bigger and bigger because we wouldn't want that to happen. So you mentioned that um, pain is a sign of vascular disease um, in the chest area, it sounds like, right? Around the heart. What are there other signs or symptoms we should be aware of for vascular diseases? Yeah, um, there could be a, a brewy. So sometimes when the doctors listen to your heart or maybe listening to your neck, um, in in the, those, those the carotid arteries in the neck, you might hear a swishing there if there's a if they're partially blocked off. Now it's very common to have some degree of blockage in there, and that doesn't mean you need to rush in and have surgery done. And they they really wait till it's almost completely blocked off, over eighty percent or so, before they consider doing surgery because it's a higher risk surgery. But a carotid endarterectomy. Um, but that can help prevent a stroke, though, because we, if that gets blocked off or that breaks off, then that's the blood flow that goes right to the brain. So, so that sometimes when they're doing ultrasounds of the neck, that's what they're looking for is a partial blockage of the carotids. And, and so sometimes during a physical, you know, I'm listening to the neck sometimes uh, to see if I hear a brewy a, a swishing there. So sometimes you can hear a brewy, this the swishing in, in vessels if there's maybe a blockage. Although you think of that, you know, with a heart murmur, sometimes you, you think of murmurs, sometimes are more, not necessarily a blockage, but like, you know, a hole or, or uh, a valve that's not working right where it's leaking. Okay. So one more reason we go in regularly for our physicals to have these things checked over. Makes right. sense. Right. Okay. You know, another thing that that's beneficial from the physicals is is getting your blood pressure checked. Blood pressure um, is is one of the most important uh, factors that we can help keep vascular disease from occurring later. Of course, number one is not smoking. Um, you really should never smoke, and and if you do, if you stop smoking, that can really inc improve your chances. And getting screened for diabetes, if you have diabetes, that really increases your risk of vascular disease. It's hard on the vessels, and the, the better your blood sugars are under controlled, the better your, for your, your vessels. Um, but uh, blood pressure, if your blood pressure is high, all that 
pressure is 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 on the blood vessels so over time that just hard on them and and uh can cause problems and 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 uh and and so if we can get the blood pressure better controlled that can decrease your risk of vascular diseases throughout the whole body so what's exactly happening when you have high blood pressure what is that What's your body doing when you have high blood pressure? It's working harder to... Well, the pressure is actually the actual pressure, like, in the vessels. Like, you know, just think about putting an amount of fluid through a tunnel. Mm-hmm. And the more fluid you're trying to put through this tunnel, the more pressure that's in that tunnel. Now, the vessels have some compliance where they can expand some. Although, as we get older, they lose some of that compliance, which is why sometimes you have a wider range of the blood pressure or it's easier to go up higher than lower sometimes. And then there's the factors of if your fluid is too high or too low out of balance and, or being because of congestive heart failure and you get your fluid up and that makes your blood pressure higher. Or if you've had a higher salt diet and your body's retaining more fluid to deal with this salt, that can make your blood pressure higher. So that's why it's better to have a lower salt diet if you have some kidney disease your kidneys are really regulating that fluid a lot for us and and so if if you have some kidney disease that can affect your blood pressure liver disease can can affect it and make it so your your fluid is lower in in proteins and so then you're retaining more fluid so so many factors involved in blood pressure Mm -hmm. yeah but obviously a healthy diet and exercise are the number one things we can do to help with it but if if needed sometimes medications can be helpful also all right we had a call come in asking how many arteries and veins are there which one is the biggest artery and which one is the biggest vein so we'll start with the first how many arteries and veins are there boy i mean you know they're just they become tinier and tinier and there's so many i i couldn't venture a number maybe i learned that at one point but offhand uh, and, and I don't know how, how you even count them all. And, and, you know, it can vary from person to person. There's some variation sometimes with how these vessels are going um, it, through the body. But uh, so I don't a lot, a whole lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, just think of the stars in the sky. How many stars are in the sky? But the biggest biggest artery is that aorta branching off of the heart and providing blood flow to the rest of, rest of the body. Um, and then the biggest vein would be the, the vena cava. That's the biggest vein. That's the collection of all that blood from the lower half of the body right before it goes back into the heart. All right. So, yeah, it's just, it's just a highway system. The biggest ones are going to be right by the heart, the major city, and then it just keeps branching out from there. Gotcha. All right. Very good. Well, it's time for us to go to our next break. Uh, If you have additional questions, give us a call at 605-692-1430. We'll return following this informative message from the Avera Medical Group. Being alone or with very limited social interactions during the pandemic can be difficult. With some effort on your part, there are some ways to decrease the effects of isolation. Keep a schedule. Stay active. Do something meaningful like working on your genealogy or organizing photo albums. Connect with others by letter, email, phone, Zoom, or try online games. Find comfort in old movies or lighting a candle and having a cup of tea. These are just a few ideas to get you thinking. You can do this. 
If you find your loneliness getting out of hand with feelings of depression, call your provider at the Avera Medical Group Brookings at 697-9500. Welcome back to Prairie Doc Radio. I'm Laura Ellsworth, and Prairie Doc physician Andrew Ellsworth is here to discuss your medical questions. Give us a call at 605-692-1430. During our break, we were just chatting here with Bob and we were talking about that, how the blood comes back to the heart and how that works. And could you tell us more about that, Dr. Ellsworth? Yeah, this has just been a great conversation of physiology. I love it. Uh, yeah, well, I mean, you know, we were talking about blood pressure and, and, and I, to finish that talk on blood pressure, you know, right when the heart pumps, the pressure is the highest, right? Because it's got that. But as the pump, as the heart is refilling again, now the the pressure's starting to drop because it's not constantly pushing. It it pushes and it breaks and it pushes and it breaks. So during that break period is the diastolic. So the systolic is that top number, 120, and the diastolic is that low number, 80. Now it could be different than that, but you know, we're, sometimes we're shooting for about 120 over 80 or around that area. Um, and so um, during that diastolic time, during that where the heart's got to refill again, it the the blood is going back up into the heart and and it does work kind of almost like a vacuum to come back um but there's other other factors that there's a squeezing so that's why exercise is good for your circulation because the muscles as they're moving are squeezing these veins to push them back and there's valves in the in the veins to help uh keep the blood from pooling down again to help keep it up once it gets past this valve hopefully it doesn't go back down through that valve the wrong way again now when they go the wrong way or when the valves are don't work as well then you get like your varicose veins in your legs mm-hmm. um where the, you see those little blue little veiny things all over and, the, and so that's from varicose vein that's from those valves not working as well and and so that's why compression is sometimes helpful for for leg swelling and varicose veins and for your circulation where compression stockings help help with that getting that blood flow back up to the heart and not pooling down in your legs and why it's also helpful to elevate your legs why why your legs are less swollen after laying in bed all night you know and and how some people with big legs all the time especially maybe if they're laying a recliner all the time at night their legs are down all the time where it's helpful to get those legs up to keep them from getting all swollen all the time Mm -hmm. gotcha i remember um when i was pregnant all the talk about that circulation how that really changes once you're carrying a baby as well and some different risk about even how you lay and the swelling that happens when you're yeah great example well. of 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 yeah pregnancy is one that that increases your pro- pro- problems with the circulation too and sometimes you're pregnant it can be helpful to get your feet up and and helpful to get compression stockings and and lay a certain way because sometimes the baby's putting pressure the weight of the baby is putting pressure uh, sometimes on that vena cava or the aorta and, and so on. Right. So, yeah. Okay. Very good. All right. Um, what are, so talking about the vascular diseases, what are some of the major risk factors that we should be aware of if we're 
concerned about that. Yeah, I mean, we were kind of touching on those. We talked about your blood pressure and the importance of getting that under control and, and healthy diet and exercise. We talked about not smoking being number one. Um, getting diabetes uh, under control and you checked. May I interrupt a second? You say not smoking. So I know you say that, but why? 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 What's the problem? What does smoking do that um, makes it a risk factor? Well, that's a good question. <laughs> um, you know, it, it, there's maybe is it from some of the toxins? Is it from... It's, it's hard on the vessels. It increases your blood pressure. It, it contributes to things building up in your, ve in your um, vessels. It can, and can wor worsen your cholesterol, which, of course, getting your cholesterol checked can be helpful, too, and getting that under control uh, with diet and exercise or medication. Um, but, but the, and, and it can decrease your oxygen levels, so then you're, you're not getting good nut nutrients and oxygen to your vessels. So I think the smoking affects it from darn near every angle to mm -hmm. make it worse with with the decrease in your oxygen and with the increased blood pressure increased cholesterol and increased stress and um just you know hindering your body in so many ways gotcha we just talk about not smoking so much but i hadn't heard you know the explanation yeah. much recently so yeah. Got to, how to find that out. Yeah, I don't think it's just from the tobacco because right. I, I don't think as far as for vascular disease, chewing, I don't think hurts it as much as smoking. But chewing, of course, has its own risk factors, too, that are bad for you and still affect you in all those bad, several bad ways and in and, and oral cancers and so on. Gotcha. So, yeah. Okay. Um, so how are vascular diseases treated? What are some of the options for treatment if you're... Well, you know, once I can't go without saying again, diet and exercise, mm -hmm. um, and, uh, uh, you know, decreasing risk factors, like I said, for getting your blood pressure under control, um, or, or treating your cholesterol. Um, sometimes it's a matter of compression, like we talked about with, with the, the stockings, um, sometimes, uh, for vascular disease, um, you know, if we, if we talk about a blockage, you know, what can we do about that? Some, you know, whether if it's in the heart, you know, a, a stent or a balloon or something, a bypass to help re restore the blood flow. Um, with, the, with the legs, they can do a bypass uh, graft or a stent to help reopen vessels in the legs too. Um, and uh, sometimes it's a matter of uh, like, so let's take claudication, peripheral artery disease, where it's, where there is a partial blockage in the legs. Well, if you s stop smoking and you start walking slowly more and more, that you can regain some of your circulation there and you can regain your ability to walk further and further as you gain, as you, as it sometimes forms some collateral circulation. So sometimes it finds a different route to go and sometimes it just kind of helps to open it up again. So. so you can get some of that function back if you've lost it with. Yeah, it can be painful, though. I mean, you know, where because it, it's that's the pain is sometimes what's keeping you from walking. Uh, but if you slowly work your way back up, it can be really helpful. If you give up and say, I'm just going to lay around or I'm not going to do much. Pretty soon you think, well, I don't have leg pains. Well, it's because you're not doing anything, you know. So if, if it if it if it hurts more and more from walking more and more, it'd be good to get that checked out. Okay. All right. Um, so keep, so to keep our blood vessels working well, diet and exercise.
correct? You that's got right. it. Okay. You got it. All right. So that's what we need to think about. Um, anything specific for diet that we should consider avoiding or including in our diet? Well, we talked about for your blood pressure, a low, low sodium, low salt diet, you know, okay. watching what's, you know, canned goods often are higher sodium. So if you fresh green beans are going to be best or f- frozen, um, you know, canned green beans are going to be better than a donut, but but maybe you need to drain off the 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 uh, the Liquid. sodium or you know um, or, or rinse them. Um, the so fruits and vegetables, you know, are are going to be number one, and and whole foods, you know, whole grains, um, less processed things, mm-hmm. um, and uh, and 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 you know, I need. If it, if it if it came from the produce aisle, it's going to be better than if it came in a in a plastic package. And we haven't talked about water today, but I bet water is an important part of this as well and staying hydrated. You bet. Our, um, I, I, our kids were wondering about how the blood works and all, how so much of our body is water and how important it is that we get that water in, yeah. especially now in the summer too. Oh, yeah. And we need more in, in the summer because we're – we're sweating more and, and our body needs that water to help filter, filter the blood and filter some toxins out. And, uh, uh, you know, that's, it's, 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 there's a reason why we equate water with life, mm-hmm. you know? So drink water, exercise, and eat well. Yes. All right. You got sounds it. Great. <laughs> All right. Well, we need to take our final break and we will return following this informative message from the Avera medical group. Be aware, with warmer weather, you may find ticks. Ticks live in grassy, bushy, or wooded areas. Spending time outside walking your dog, camping, gardening, or hunting can bring you in close contact with ticks. To prevent ticks from attaching, treat your clothes and gear with products containing 0.5% permethrin. Permethrin can be used to treat boots, clothing, and camping gear and remains protective through several washings. This message is brought to you by the Avera Medical Group, Brookings. Welcome back to Prairie Doc Radio. I'm Laura Ellsworth, and Prairie Doc physician Andrew Ellsworth is here to discuss your medical questions. We've been talking today about vascular diseases in our vessels um, that works for our body. And a question, um, should we be taking an aspirin a day or is it aspirin a day helpful for some individuals? You know, certainly for some it is recommended and that's something to talk about with your doctor because there's various factors involved with that. I mean, you have to weigh the risk of uh, from an aspirin of bleeding or from uh, causing a problem in your stomach like an ulcer or something or inflammation or gastritis or heartburn, reflux or, you know, problems that way that sometimes aspirin can cause as opposed to helping to prevent a heart attack or a stroke or a clot uh, of some kind. Um, yeah, so, you know, anti-platelet uh, uh, medications such as aspirin or Plavix, clopidogrel, uh, can be helpful uh, if you have art, art peripheral artery disease or um, history of a, of a heart attack or a stroke. Um, so that is another treatment option with, with vascular disease. Um, and those are, are slightly different than those anticoagulants, those blood thinners like the Coumadin, Warfarin, Eliquis, Xarelto, um, that are more for 
uh, if you've like had, had an irregular heart rhythm, atrial fibrillation. I mean, they, they, they go hand in hand sometimes, but they, they also have slightly different purpose. And that's just something to talk about with your doctor. But can I do a blanket statement where everyone should take an aspirin? No, we're not at that point anymore where we say everyone should. We have to weigh the risks, and that's something to talk about with, the, with, your, with your doctor. Mm-hmm. Um, in, in, in general, an 81 milligram aspirin is going to be more, re- more often recommended than a full dose aspirin. Uh, because usually the 81 has just as much helpful for decreasing the risk of heart attacks or strokes, uh, but but lower risk of bleeding than the full dose 325 milligram aspirin. But there's certain people sometimes we still recommend the full dose too, though. So it kind of depends on on those factors. Um, you know, along those lines, if you get a clot in the vein, deep veins of the legs that can cause swelling and redness. And that's something you should go see a doctor about, especially if it's one on one leg and not the other. Swollen and red is an infection or maybe a deep vein thrombosis, a blood clot in the leg. Um, and that can happen particularly after trauma or after surgery or after travel, after prolonged periods of not moving your legs. Um, and so those are some of the factors that increase your risk. Sometimes it can be something you're, you're, you're born with an increased risk of getting, um, but that's something to get checked out into. And then that's something we treat with, with anticoagulant medication, blood thinner medication too. All right. Well, we've been learning a lot about vascular disease today. Thank you, Dr. Ellsworth. We did have one quick question that came in earlier today too, asking about face masks. So just real quick, Dr. Ellsworth, could you comment? Um, are you, we still recommending wearing face masks? Uh, when we're out in the public. Yeah, you know, uh, thankfully our cases do seem to be down around here, but it's not zero yet. Um, you know, hopefully maybe the, the warmer weather is being a factor in that. Maybe the virus, who knows, it's getting weaker right now this time of year, perhaps. Hope That'd be great. Um, but we're not totally out of the clear, out of the, you know, so I do recommend still some be, being cautious and wearing masks, especially if you're going to be around, you know, groups of people that you don't know where they've been or what they've been doing and uh, where you can't social distance. All right. Thank you for touching on that as well. Well, before we go, please be sure to tune in to South Dakota Public Broadcasting Television and the Prairie Doc Facebook page for On Call with the Prairie Doc most Thursdays starting at 7 p.m. Central. This Thursday, June 4th, is an encore showing with Prairie Doc host Rick Holm with guest doctors Mike Bacharach and Dustin Weiss, both of North North Central Heart, a division of Avera Heart Hospital, discussing blood vessel diseases. So tune in for that tomorrow night at 7 p.m. on South Dakota Public Broadcasting Television. We hope you've enjoyed our Prairie Doc radio program and will listen again for Prairie Doc on KBRK, brought to you by the Avera Medical Group Brookings. Please follow the Prairie Doc on Facebook and YouTube. For free and easy access to the entire Prairie Doc library, visit www.prairiedoc.org. And look for Prairie Doc wherever you find your podcast. My thanks to Dr. Andrew Ellsworth for joining us today. And as Dr. Holm would say, Stay healthy out there, people. Thank you.